As parents, we need to be more involved in the educational process of our children. Welcome to Chalk Talk with your host, Eric Hamilton. The three pillars of Eric's approach to parent engagement are academics, accountability, and advocacy, which empower parents to better support success at the child, school, and system level. And now, here is Eric Hamilton. Hello, America and listeners around the world. This is Eric Hamilton, and I am the host of Chalk Talk. And tonight is officially my final show um, of my time on Voice America. Um, We started our transition show from last week, and this week uh, we will conclude uh, with with our, our, what I'm calling my final show, my final wrap-up show. Um, Before I conclude to get into the information, I want to take a little bit of time to uh, thank everybody at Voice America for giving me an opportunity to to do my show, do this this thing called talk radio uh, with an educational uh, twist. Um, As I talked about, Last week, uh, I believe that eventually somewhere down the road in some form or fashion, uh, this this delivery mechanism of using the Internet in order to connect with individuals, I think, will be a very effective way in order to get this message out. And my message has been consistently starting in 2012, in October of 2012, which was my first show. And this is December 2017. Uh, This is the final show in this series. Um, There's a possibility that I may come back in some form or fashion. Um, Not sure of that, but it has been a really, really interesting ride here uh, to be able to come on every Monday and to have what I think is some very engaging conversations. So, to all those individuals who have called in, who have made this show a reality, uh, I say thank you, and I hope that someone uh, who's had a chance to listen to this show perhaps has benefited from it in some form or fashion. Um, I hope that that is the intended message as well as the impact of what this show was designed to do. So, if you remember from our previous conversation, we we talked about how uh, advocacy, uh, if you heard the promo for the show, uh, the three A's, which we've talked about, which is academics, we've talked about accountability, and we talked about advocacy. Uh, Tonight's show, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the accountability piece in terms of what does that look like. Um, For those of us who Again, maybe first-time listeners, the, the purpose of Chalk Talk Radio is to inform the listener in, in ways that you as a parent can get involved with your child's education. There are so many different ways that you can play an active role that oftentimes uh, is simply overlooked by school systems. The purpose of this uh, series has been to a, educate the parent to inspire the parent, to motivate the parent into understanding just how things happen uh, in the school system. Uh, This show was designed also to celebrate the great teaching that teachers do, the sustainability that teachers have inside of the classroom. Uh, This show was designed to congratulate all of this, as they say, the little people who make it happen. And the little people are the people that oftentimes we overlook or we look around. Those are the individuals who are responsible for providing uh, transportation. Those are the individuals that are responsible for the custodial, uh, keeping the buildings clean. Uh, Those are the individuals who are often overlooked by individuals because they don't have the big desks. uh, They don't have a title. uh, They are not having to, to... to attend meetings in fancy places. So there is so much that goes into running a school and running the school effectively. Chalk Talk is the one of the only places on internet radio where you will get an in-depth view 
of what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, Chalk Talk is one of the only places where you will have an idea as to what you can do for your child. So last week when we started talking about this, I, I pretty much gave a synopsis of what it is to be an empowered parent. I started with accountability. Uh, I'm sorry, with academics. Uh, I've talked about that uh, in, in so many different forms of fashion. I talked about the advocacy uh, around how parents um, have to move from this place of just advocating for their child to begin to advocate for their schools and how this idea around advocacy will then increase, um, has the potential rather to increase the value of school systems and schools and individual schools because those of us uh, that who've ever had to move to a new community, uh, most individuals want to know one thing, where are the good schools? Most individuals would very much love to send their child to a public a public uh, school system that is going to prepare them for many years down the road. So those are the first two A's. The, the final A is the accountability. And we talked about an email uh, that a, a, a parent sent in. Uh, I think her name was Linda. And Linda sent an email for those who didn't have a chance to hear the show. Uh, Linda was interested in attending a school board meeting. So we, we're talking about how do you hold people accountable? What is the accountability in, in, in the three A's? Um, I started writing my second book. And I will reveal to everyone that I have not had a chance to publish uh, my second book. The second book was written in response to parent-teacher conference meetings. Now, I know that by the sound of that, that doesn't sound like necessarily an engaging kind of topic. I can only imagine that no one is rushing to Barnes & Noble or going on Amazon.com to do how to do effective teacher-parent conferences. I, I understand it's not a very, very fascinating topic. However, for those few parents who oftentimes uh, are forced to have to attend schools, this could be a very, very stressful thing to do. Um, many parents, as I've talked about, may not have the self-confidence to go to a public school, attend a meeting, feel competent around other individuals who may have fancy degrees and who often feel intimidated. Uh, I've been in several teacher-parent conference meetings and I can assure you that it's a very intimidating place if you don't feel confident, if you feel like uh, you don't serve a role. So what I have noticed over the years, a lot of parents... um, who have to attend these meetings, come in in a very defensive posture. They they feel vulnerable. They are not sure as to what they should or should not do or should or should not say. So oftentimes, uh, the very astute parents will actually go and hire someone called a parent advocate. And that is someone who could go in and basically represent you. Uh, kind of like going into a legal matter and not having a lawyer and then finding a lawyer. So I wrote a book after my first book entitled Which Every, What Every Parent Needs to Know About Academics, uh, a school-wise uh, parent parental guide for, for success. Uh, the second book that I wrote was in re- reference to how to give an effective teacher-parent conference. Um. I would say in the course of 10 years, uh, I've probably attended over um, 100, probably 100 teacher-parent conferences. And what I've noticed is that I can count on a hand the number of parents that I've noticed sitting on the other side that was actually prepared. I can count the number of times where parents were actually prepared to engage in a conversation not in an intimidating manner, not in a um, 
threatening manner, not necessarily out of concern, but more of how can I make best of this 10 to 15 or 20 minutes? Or if it's a special education meeting, how do I get the most out of that meeting, which can be very, very difficult. We talked about that last week. Um, If your child is a special needs student, And if you've ever had the opportunity to attend one of those meetings, you know they can be quite lengthy and quite tedious. So tonight's show is to specifically around accountability. How how do we hold principals, teachers, students, how do we hold people accountable in this incredibly complex era that we call life today, where everyone has to be somewhere Everyone has a cell phone in their hand. Everyone has two to three other places they need to get to. And people's minds typically check in and check out. Oftentimes, parents don't have the time to attend. So I I put together a book. And tonight's show is around accountability. And I think how do you hold someone accountable is a three-part process. And tonight's show is going to be specifically around that. You have a difficult meeting with a with a teacher. You have your son or daughter is being considered for um, to skip a grade, which is a compliment. Hey, I don't have to attend the seventh grade. I'm going to go directly from the sixth to the eighth. Wow, that's an incredible accomplishment. In order to make that happen, you still have to meet. You still have to be responsible even with the good accolades uh, that you may have. Um, You may have a a meeting where your child is failing. You may have a meeting where the child is about to have to repeat a grade. You have to make a decision to repeat. That's another thing that doesn't happen often, where your child, uh, your teacher is giving you reports that we don't think that you should move on to the fourth grade. Maybe you need to stay another year. So anytime you have a meeting, which I think is just good practice. You want to divide this process up into three parts. So as I get ready to conclude my final show, I think at the end of the day, um, the advocacy piece can come to a lot of individuals. Uh, The academic piece is a work in progress. But I think the harder of the three, and this is what my show is based on, how do you hold that other person accountable? That's what tonight's show is going to be on. The first part, if you have a meeting and if there is a meeting that is scheduled, meaning someone from the school has contacted you, they know that there's an agenda, a topic. Uh, We're going to talk about um, your son's attendance. And if we have a general meeting that is planned, The first thing that you need to do is to prepare for that meeting. Now, I've seen parents come in. I've seen parents with notebooks. I've seen parents with statistical data. I've seen all kinds of different preparation. Number one, what does it mean to be prepared? Well, the first thing you want to know is if there is a dispute around something, you want to bring in your proof. If your son or daughter is accused of not coming to school for approximately uh, 14 days in a semester and they're facing academic probation, the first thing that you want to do is to make sure that you go to the attendance clerk. If your school is fortunate to have, and most of them do, get a copy of the factual information. I can't tell you the number of meetings where I've sat in where parents are being asked to provide proof and they did not bother to go get the proof. Can't tell you the number of meetings where in a situation where attendance, where sometimes, depending on the school system, um, a tardy could, you know, certain amount of tardies where the child's coming in late could actually roll over into attendance. So the first thing you want to do is, and you have a meeting, 
you want to bring in as much factual evidence as you can. That may or may not require you to do a little bit of homework. But the reason that you do that is because when you're in a meeting and you are now switching hats from a um, advocacy role back to accountability, at the end of this meeting, you need something to stand on. You need some type of proof of what you're advocating. So you want to make sure that you have all of the proof that you can. And that may require grades. It may require attendance. It may require a doctor's note. It may require, uh, here's a list of the weather. Here's a list of power outages that were in my neighborhood. You need to be prepared with your proof. Because when we come back, as I'm being notified for it's time to take my first break, When we come back, you'll understand exactly why it's important for you to have your your proof. But before you can do that, you need to know clearly, what are we meeting about? What are we talking about? I am going to take my first break for the evening. And when we come back, we're going to talk about part two. Part two is what to do during a meeting around accountability. I will have a chance to revisit the preparation stage, but when we come back, we're going to continue on my final show for this year around parent engagement, what to do in a teacher-parent conference meeting. So please come back in a moment. what makes the most successful people tick keep listening to the voice america empowerment channel VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. it's time to eradicate barriers that are holding you back in your relationships and your life start by embracing the concept of laughing loudly and loving deeply coincidentally that's the name of a highly anticipated new show featuring host dr faith brown She'll talk with life experts or life spurts in order to help you develop your own vision plan for better relationships and experiencing the ultimate enjoyment in life. Laughing Loudly, Loving Deeply with Dr. Faith can be heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. That's eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Chalk Talk. My name is Eric Hamilton, and tonight on my final show, uh, I am talking about uh, the great topic around accountability. And let me revisit the topic. Um, And I will say this, and I've said it so many times on this show, and it remains true. I am curious as to other industries. We have... uh, we have a, a entertainment as well as educational uh, apparatus in our society around how do we educate people. Um, as I was listening on on talk radio before I, uh, before I, I got on the, the air tonight, 
I, I took account and I looked at, listened at rather, the number of individuals who who call in to talk radio around financial advice or the number of individuals who call in on relationship advice. And it's interesting because in this venue, it's the exact same thing where people have questions. The difference is, is that people seem to think that education is somehow uh, removed. It's somehow different. It's so, so much harder. And I don't think it is. I think it's really about how do we change the talk around what is important. Uh, relationships are important. They're very difficult. Financial advice is very important, very difficult. Medical advice, very important, also very difficult. But at some point in time, we've got to change the conversation around what are some things that we can do to actually help? And again, uh, for, for new listeners, this is the purpose. This is my attempt uh, to have my name in that conversation to say, when history will, will look at what this show has done, and it will show that this was one of the pioneers around how do we take this information and what do we do with it uh, using this wonderful thing called the Internet. So I wanted to make sure that we understood that a little bit clearer in terms of why and how do I do what I do. So before the break, we were talking about accountability and we were saying uh, if you are a parent who is attempting to hold someone accountable it's an extraordinarily difficult job what do you need to do what plans do you have one we talked about being prepared we talked about making sure that you are prepared making sure that you know what the the task at hand is i gave a great example around uh you are asked to sit in on a meeting because your child has missed the the mandatory number of days. And you want to go to the school, obviously, to do something about that. Right? You you want to do something about that. The challenge with that is, is that you have to be prepared. You have to really be prepared. You have to have all of your information. And oftentimes, as I've said also on this show, parents don't have the time to do that. So if you have the ability to talk to an attendance clerk, which keeps a, a record of all the information. When you go to this meeting or grades or anything of that matter, you want to make sure that you bring your information. There are, are so many examples where I've seen parents who were not prepared, who didn't have a chance to actually become the advocate for their child. And this is what I'm talking about. It's that advocacy role. So you want to have as much information as you can, which means you have to do your work. Okay? You have to be prepared. Uh, it would also be good to know who will be attending the meeting. Uh, all of those things really make a huge difference. So that's part one, being prepared. I think that's one of the Scott, the, the uh, Boy Scouts motto is to be prepared. Always be prepared. Number two, which I think is the hardest one what to do during the meeting. Uh, During my time as an intern, as an intern leadership uh, in 2007, 2008, I worked at a phenomenal school. That could have been a show. Um, I worked at a phenomenal school in the District of Columbia called School Without Walls. And and let me put a, a free promo for that school. If you are in the Washington, D.C. area and you are looking for an outstanding high school that's a public high school, and, and you can go back and listen to all of my shows, and rarely will you hear me to publicly endorse a school. There, there's a reason for that. I will go on record as to say that if I were living in Washington, D.C., I would want my daughter to attend School Without Walls because it's a quality public school that prepares students to be successful in college. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, As my time as a leadership intern, which essentially my job was to attend meetings, uh, to attend um, teacher-parent conference meeting, I, I essentially worked under the supervision of the principal. I worked under his direct supervision. He had me doing incredible things. Some things were quite boring. Uh, 
But one of the things that we were forced to do is I had to document all of his meetings, meaning I need to give him a report as to what I saw. And I was uh, I had the, the privilege of being in a lot of meetings where things were, you know, easy breezy. You didn't have much to talk about. Uh, you'd have a parent that was complaining about the bus, you know, dropped their child off at the at the wrong bus stop or you might have had um you know, you might have had some very minor things. Then I had a chance to sit into some pretty, pretty intense meetings. So I want to talk about part two, which is what to do during the meeting. What kind of attitude? How, how should you position yourself? Where should you sit? Do you make direct eye contact? It depends on the tone and the topic. Your bottom line is, is that when you are meeting, you want to win. I'm assuming that's where you want. Winning may not necessarily be getting an action, but winning could be keeping your child from being suspended. Winning could very well be um, realizing that repeating the fourth grade is the best thing to do. So you want to walk away, uh, as my professor used to always tell us, uh, the ultimate is to be in a win-win situation where everybody walks away from the table feeling like they've taken something away. No one wants to get into a situation where one person has clearly won and the other person is walking away, taking a loss. Uh, that That's not how a good meeting should go. It should be a win-win for both parties. So during that meeting, you want to come in and you want to present yourself to the best of your ability. You want to have your proof. You want to have your documents. And you want to ask and, and this is something that I've learned, which is difficult to do. You want to make sure that you hear what the school's policies are. So whatever you're dealing with, whether it's attendance, it's grades, it's a field trip, it's anything. And here's how it's, it works. Oftentimes when school administrators, school leaders, teachers when we mess up, the last thing that we want to do is to talk about a policy. Why? Because a school's policy, a school's policy and our behavior must be alignment with each other. One of the ways that you get a person, and I won't call any names, but one of the ways that you get an individual to adhere, to accept the fact that, hey, I messed up. And we all are guilty of messing up at some point because we do some incredible things inside the classroom. As a parent, you want to make sure that you are crystal clear. What is the policy? What is the policy on cell phones? You took my child's cell phone. What are we supposed to do now? What is the policy around bringing food out of the cafeteria and sitting into a classroom? Anytime, as opposed to coming in ready with guns blazing, uh, emotionally charged, uh, uh, intimidating, threatening, which which I've been intimidated and threatened a lot by, by parents in a lot of different ways. You don't want to come in that way because ultimately, when you're done with this meeting, you still have to have a functioning relationship with this particular person. And I know that's difficult, it's painful to hear, but you don't want to walk in threatening you want to be able to make sure that you get those individuals to say, what is the policy on this? If you don't believe the policy, which I can understand, you always ask the next question. Well, I would really like to see this policy in writing. Why? Because it doesn't allow for people to simply make up stuff off the top of their head. Do you know the number of things that individuals can make up off the top of their head if they're talking to people who are unsuspecting? It's incredible. The things that I've seen, the fake policies that I've heard, the things that people will, will do, it is mind-boggling. So if you're in a, in, a, in a pretty heated meeting, manage your emotions, focus on getting something done, and ask those questions. Try to make eye contact. Make sure that your voice and your pitch and your tone does not get to a point where you could easily be perceived as coming off as uh, intimidating. But always follow up. Once you get your information, 
always follow up with, okay, you know, I understand. How does the school handle this situation? Or what has happened in the past? And it's really important that while you're doing this, that you're writing the information down. You really want to do that. You want to make sure that you have the teacher's names, uh, what they teach, um, because ultimately what you're doing is you're preparing in case that when you do walk away from that meeting and if you feel slighted, if you feel like you've been taken advantage of, you have some kind of record of it. You have some names. You have some comments as to what was said. Now, would I? how would my behavior change? If I'm sitting across a parent who is documenting and noting but doing it in a very respectful manner, that's how you bring accountability. What you don't do is come in using profanity. What you don't do is threaten people. What you don't do is to physically try to harass individuals. Because, again, keep this in the back of your mind, parents, especially at the high school level. At some point in time, if your child's attending on going to college, you need a letter of recommendation. And I can tell you on a previous work experience, our school did such a poor job of managing that process that I literally had to take a half a day where I literally asked teachers, could you watch my class? Because I had approximately eight seniors that I had to write letters of recommendation. Why? Because most of the other teachers would not do it. And and if you know anything about colleges, you know that they do read them and they do count. And there's nothing worse than having a child not be able to get into college simply because teachers didn't do their part. So I take that kind of seriously. And the only way you can do that is to have good relationships with with uh, with your students and with your parents. So parents, yes, you may not like a particular person. Yes, you may not like their teaching style. But you have to be flexible to know that down the road, you may have to be you may have to rely on them. So during the meeting, you want to be positive. You want to be upbeat. You want to thank individuals for the hard work that they do. You want to document what's been said. You want to write down names. You want to do all those things because that is the definition of accountability. How do you hold people? You said, Ms. Johnson, that on Tuesdays I could turn in this assignment. However, on this particular date, this particular assignment was turned in, but yet you have a zero. The other thing that I want to talk about during this part is parents, um, teachers are human. Administrators are human. We typically, and I know this is going to be hard for us to believe, we typically make mistakes. Sometimes we may even lose something. So I understand that it's very important that you want to, to get that highest grade possible so that you can leverage it going into um, scholarship work. I, I completely understand it. But just remember that that teachers and school leaders, we have good days, we have bad days. We have things that bother us that we're having to work through. So the, the one thing you don't want to do, which I see it being very common now, you don't want to threaten individuals or bully people during a meeting because I've seen some meetings go bad. The final topic with this one is always, always at the end of the meeting, regardless of how you think it has gone, and this is probably the one of the harder ones, at the end, just as you're getting ready to conclude, and everybody is perhaps uh, who's sitting at the table has to say something. Someone has to close the meeting out. Usually it's the person who has the highest rank in the, in the room. So it may be the special ed coordinator, it may be the senior teacher, it may be someone of authority. If you notice, in those, in those tense meetings, someone has to do the hard job of closing the meeting out. And the one tip that I would give every parent, regardless of what is always said, regardless of maybe the bad feelings that was communicated. 
you as the parent want to make sure you do the following two things. You want to make sure that you thank them, uh, whoever those individuals are, thank them for the good work that they've done. And you you also want to do this as well. Not only do you want to thank them, but you you also want to be able to say, is there any support that I can lend to help you? Is there anything that as a parent I can do to facilitate helping you? Those two techniques are very good at building bridges. They're very good at empowering people uh, in order to close the ranks as opposed to dividing the ranks. So those are some great tips that you can follow. Uh, I'm going to get ready to take my next break. When we come back from my final break from Chalk Talk, we're going to talk about what to do after the meeting is done. All of these are things that I have learned over the years that have been very instrumental in building positive relationships and not the negative ones. So when we come back from my final break, we will talk about uh, how to hold school leaders accountable. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. You are listening to Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton. We want to hear from you during today's show by phone or by email. Please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. That's eric at chalktalkradio.xyz. Now, back to the program. Hello and welcome back to Chalk Talk. And we are concluding on my final show tonight. And um, we've been talking about accountability. A couple thank yous I want to put out there as I conclude this evening. You know, I'm sitting here reflecting upon uh, what this show has meant to me in terms of giving me uh, the space to to do something. Um, We live in a society where um, I think we all would like to find that space that we can do well. Um, there's a gentleman who plays basketball. I don't know if you heard of him, but his name is LeBron James. And when I watch LeBron play, you know, you think about what if LeBron was actually an accountant? What if LeBron was a chemistry teacher? Would he be the same kind of guy? Would he be able to have that same creativity? And I would probably say he would probably not be, um, Basketball is his medium to display his talents, and he does an incredible job, incredible job. Um, 
So it's important to recognize the talents that individuals have. You have to recognize the talents. And I think all of my teachers, so I look back and I look at all of my teachers, how my teachers have made such a huge imprint on me. Uh, I can remember every teacher that I had from first grade up until high school. Um, I can think of individuals who I had challenges with. And I can think about those teachers who really pushed me to really um, to up my game, to increase what I'm trying to do. Um, there was a teacher by the name of Miss Thompson, and Miss Thompson was my uh, 11th grade English teacher. And Miss Thompson was incredibly difficult. She was very difficult. Uh, she must have been teaching for, you know, somewhere around 40 years. Um, I remember her. Uh, back back during those times, back in the Stone Ages, as we call them, um, she ran her classroom in a particular way where the last thing you wanted in Miss Thompson's class is to be called on. You didn't want to be called in because if you weren't ready, if you didn't do the readings, if you didn't read Macbeth, if you didn't read The Great Gatsby or whatever we were required to read, she'd call on you and she would embarrass you. Not out of spite, but just wanting you to fundamentally be a better student, you know, wanting you to do your best. Um, I think about my sixth grade teacher, uh, Mr. Coslow, who was uh, just an extraordinarily incredible guy, just creative, taught his class. I think he is the one guy who got me to want to be a teacher. When I look back, he's the one guy who in the sixth grade, the way he ran his classroom was just incredible. I loved his system that he had. So I want to thank all of those individuals who've had a chance, um, uh, all of those individuals who have had the privilege of, of teaching me that I had a chance to, to learn something from you, that it all has created uh, something called Chalk Talk. So there's a little bit of, of those teachers um, that I carry with me every day. That final piece is what to do after you're done. After you're done, ladies and gentlemen, is the work over? Do you simply walk away feeling like I got those guys this time? No, 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 no. At the end of the meeting, you want to do what's called follow-up. I can count the number of times where someone has sent me an email, said, you know what, Eric, Mr. Hamilton, I really enjoyed the meeting. Thank you so much. I can count the number of times where someone said, hey, thank you, a follow-up email, thank you for attending my child's meeting. Thank you for what you do. Because that follow-up says is that it was not just about that moment. It was about the long term. That's how you're going to make your mark different than the rest of the individuals. It's just like um, I'm, I'm impressed with my wife. My wife is very good at understanding the small things. She's very good at making sure that if someone sends a gift, that she sends a thank you card. She's really good at picking up on those small things that I I just simply overlook. Uh, but in the field of education, I'm very uh, astute to these kinds of things because it's, it's, it's my field. Um, so you want to follow up. You want to follow up with an email. Uh, you want to follow up with um, something that suggests that when we met and we talked about this particular issue, uh, it was not just about that moment. It was about moving forward and developing that long-term relationship. You may not necessarily like the individual. You may not necessarily agree with the person's politics. You may have seen an Obama poster in their classroom and just for the life of them, you cannot support a person. I understand the political divide, uh, uh, the current president, Donald Trump. I, I completely understand that you don't want to support someone that you just don't agree with. I get that. But I challenge you, parents, which one is more important? your own political opinion, your own political perspective, or developing a positive relationship with a teacher that could have a long-term impact on just getting your child through the difficult time in their life called the seventh grade. 
Seventh grade is a challenge, guys. It's a cha- It's a very challenging grade. So you've got to you've got to be able to figure out. You've got to be a savvy parent. You've got to be able to know how to navigate these things. And I have learned over the years. I, I'm a good student. I pay attention. Um, and that's the benefit of Chalk Talk. The benefit of Chalk Talk is how do we connect with parents to give them these small things. They're very small, but they will go a long way over the course of a school year. Because trust me, a school year is a very, very long time. It's a very, very long time. So after the meeting is done, you want to send an email. You may want to even drop a card in the, you know, when you pick up, have a card, uh, a a small thank you card to go in the box. You may want to say, hey, I found this out, Uh, this question that we had that we didn't seem to get an answer to. Hey, I just want to let you know I found this information out. And you're doing this, ladies and gentlemen, because you see the big picture. The big picture is down the road. Oftentimes, and I've talked about this um, tremendously, I believe that a lot of the problems that exist in classrooms today, a lot of them, uh, if I had to put a percentage on them, I'd probably say somewhere around 75% of the problems that we as parents have with what's going on with our child, the teacher and the parent could solve them themselves. The administrators, in my opinion, are only there to facilitate the other 25%. The things that if we as parents cannot decide on, that's what their job is. I think that if you're in a school where the parents and the teachers can get together to, to, to solve the problems on their own, I think ultimately that's where we need to be leaning towards. I think things get incredibly complicated when we bring that third person in, which is the administrator, to have to come in and fix our problems for us. There are some things that have to be fixed. Uh, For example, um, uh, I had a grading software that for whatever reason, it it gave two students, uh, maybe four students, it gave them a lower grade than what was actually written down. And in order for them to get the grade changed, I needed to go to an administrator. That's totally acceptable. That's the policy. Remember, that's the policy. However, a lot of the back and forth that goes on between inappropriate behavior, cell phones, if parents could take a more active role in understanding, hey, you you could really make the difference between a teacher sticking it out or quitting. If you have the ability to, to regulate what's going on with your child, So I would say, and again, I'd say that 75% of the problems that as parents that we deal with with our kids, if you develop those positive relationships, I think you, we should be able to manage those. And these meetings are the only time, they're the only time where you get a chance to talk face to face. As I conclude, I want to again thank all of the individuals that have had a role in making this show a reality. And I want to thank all the parents who are listening uh, for doing the hard work, for doing the pickup, drop off, attending meetings, attending the football games in the rain and the snow. I want to thank all those individuals who are making sure that our buildings are clean. I want to thank all the individuals who are responsible for for providing transportation. I want to thank those school board meeting uh, 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 school board leaders who sit on the board and they have the best interest of student learning. I want to thank you because that's what your job is there. Your job is not for political game. Your job is not to get your uh, name or face in the highlight. You're there. You're there specifically to make sure that learning is going on. There are so many people to thank that you do. Those teachers who work unbelievably long hours, those schools that have high, high attendance rates, those teachers who are going above and beyond, above and beyond. And the only reason that we don't hear about these incredible stories, which I've, which I've had a chance to, to actually do some research on some, uh, I think I talked about 
um, a couple of schools in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, San Antonio, Texas is one of the few school systems in the country where black and brown students uh, have advanced reading levels because of reading uh, software programs. Um, the only reason that we don't hear about those things is because, unfortunately, good news doesn't sell. No one's really interested in good news. Uh, people are more interested in the negative news. They're more interested in the, the inappropriate behavior. They're more interested in a teacher was found uh, fabricating their resume. That's the news that sells. And that is what we have today. Chalk Talk was an attempt, ladies and gentlemen, in order to give teachers a voice, an advocacy voice. It was a way for parents to be able to understand what they can do to best support. It was also a way for individuals to share ideas. Uh, I'm a big believer that I don't have all the answers. There are so many things about education that I simply don't know. My job with this particular project was to facilitate the conversation. And I hope that history will reflect that someone or somewhere benefited. They benefited from listening to this and using this information to do something positive. I also want to thank uh, those individuals who have called uh, Mrs. Jacqueline Lawson, uh, TJ from Barcelona, uh, all those individuals who've had a chance to call in to my show, I want to thank those uh, parents who sent emails to me asking me questions. And, and I really want to say it was truly an honor to be behind the mic every Monday, giving you guys great advice, um, taking information that I love and know in order to benefit you. As I conclude, I will leave you all with one final thought. There was a radio show host in uh, the city of Atlanta who always would close his show. And he would always say, which I totally believe and I want to pass on to you guys, you are the product of your decisions. Which means is that if you can find a way to think about a decision that you need to make as a parent, you're the product of that. That's something that we want to teach our children. You are a product of your decisions. If we can come together as a parental unit, as well as a t as teachers, we can actually instill this value in our children. And our children will be empowered to grow up to be healthy, productive adults. Until our next time on Chalk Talk, I wish you all much success. And I hope to hear from you soon. Take care. Thank you again for joining us for Chalk Talk. Please join Eric Hamilton again next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more of everything that parents should know about school.